Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Wednesday, hump day, we're halfway through. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. All kinds of great stuff up there on my Instagram. And Twitter and True Social, those accounts are hot at Monica Crowley. So if you're not already following me on those accounts, please do. By email, I am at Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Again, at Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Send me a note. I love hearing from you guys. All right. Later this week, I'm working on some big guests uh, for the end of this week and also for next week as well. So I'm going to keep you in suspense. Rather than teasing what's coming up here on Friday, um, I promise you it's going to be a big show, but I think I'm going to keep you in suspense because we haven't really confirmed things yet. Things haven't really been solidified yet. Um, So, you know, as soon as they are, you will hear it on Friday. So I'm just going to leave you hanging. (laughs) Okay. Today, we've got a huge and very important show. First up, The Monica Memo. The regime, and by regime, I mean the deep state, the left, the Democratic Party, the permanent bureaucracy, the intelligence and law enforcement agencies, in fact, all agencies of government, the propaganda press, all of these entities all make up the system. The system protects itself. The system enriches and empowers itself at the expense of you and me. The system is a hydra-headed dark force. It is a political entity. It's an intelligence entity. It is a spiritual entity. The system is deeply corrupt 
and rotten to the core and fundamentally evil. This is what I mean about it being a spiritual entity. It is infused with a very dark spirit. So it is fundamentally evil. I get emails from you guys once in a while because I do use the word evil to describe a lot of what's going on. And a lot of you say to me, thank you so much for using that word. To me, it's perhaps the most appropriate word, evil. And the system needs its members to be in power and in control in order to protect it. Therefore, it cannot allow interlopers to enter the system and upset the apple cart, upset their carefully laid system, which benefits only them. No outsiders can be permitted. If anybody threatens the system, the system will destroy them. That's why for a very, very long time, we have heard constantly from members of the system, Hillary Clinton, the national security state, folks in the State Department, the foreign policy establishment, oh, we can't have anybody from the outside because you know what? These issues are so complex. They're so complicated. We really need experts. We need people who have been deeply steeped in this stuff to really understand and handle these issues. It's so cute that you want to join the State Department and serve your country. That's so cute. But really, we can't have you because you just don't know. What they really mean is you're not part of the system, and therefore you can't be controlled, and you also pose a threat if you're coming in from the outside. Only people who are in the system or who have been trained to be in the system can actually serve in the system. And again, if anybody threatens the system, the system will take them out. This is exactly what has happened to President Trump and what continues to happen to him. Trump, regardless of what you think about him, Trump is a direct threat to the entire corrupt system. He's exposed their putrid actions, their illegal acts, their self-dealing, their abuses of power. Trump came in and he kicked over the rock and shone a light on all of the cockroaches and earthworms. And just like cockroaches and earthworms, when they're exposed to the light after they've been so comfortable in their warm, moist environment, the system seethed. They continue to seethe. The empire always strikes back. The system carried out January 6th to get you to stop talking about November 3rd. It's that simple. The system rigged the 2020 election. I mean, the regime, Mark Zuckerberg, it's all part of the system. They rigged the 2020 election after releasing a virus on the world and burning down the country all to stop one man and to protect themselves and their globalist agenda and the system. So they rigged the election against Trump. Then they framed him and his supporters on January 6th to get you to stop raising legitimate questions about the fake election. 
It was also a giant smear operation to discredit the America First movement. And it was a shot across the bow to Trump and to the rest of us. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about trying this again. Disruptors will be destroyed. We will take you out. We will bankrupt you, ruin your reputation, throw you in jail, take your freedom, destroy your life. See what we've done to your January 6th compatriots? We will do it to you too. Don't even try it. January 6th was a messaging event. It was a message to all of us. Forget about America first. MAGA must disperse. It's, it is the legal and political equivalent of using water cannons on our movement. That is exactly what this is. January 6th was a messaging event. Don't even try it. That's why they framed Trump and his supporters on January 6th. They've tried a lot of ways to kill off the America First movement. And to their great horror, it still not just exists, but thrives. Trump is running again for president. Yeah, they've got a lot of irons in the fire to continue to try to sideline him and destroy him. But he is still standing, which is a miracle. The America First movement is still standing. And not just that, but thriving. And they are seething. Okay, let's break down what we now know about January 6th. And it is thanks to Kevin McCarthy. And I I must say, let's give another shout out, shall we, to the group of Republicans who stood up and prevented McCarthy from becoming speaker until he agreed to a whole range of things to get the Republican majority to operate better and in service of the American people. Let's just give them another round of applause, shall we? Because without them, I'm not so sure that McCarthy would have done this, would have released the January 6th footage to Tucker Carlson so the entire world can see what actually happened that day. So good on them. So over the last couple of nights, Tucker has been running the January 6th footage that, again, McCarthy's office uh, released to him. Over 40,000 hours of uh, surveillance footage of what happened at the Capitol that day. You think back to the context of what we're talking about here. The reason that these people descended on Washington was because they believe that the 2020 election, which had happened just, what, eight weeks prior was rigged, that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. All of this, the weird things that happened on election night, and then subsequently, and, and now we've got, you know, reams of evidence of the election fraud that happened, right? So they had legitimate questions. We still have legitimate questions, but there's something else. Donald Trump created an emotional bond with the American people. And those people really felt very deeply that Trump had taken all kinds of slings and arrows over five years to that point on behalf of them, the forgotten men and women. And he spent four years as president delivering for the forgotten men and women. 
So they saw what happened over the election. They really believed and continued to believe that he was unfairly and illegally denied his rightful win. And they went to Washington on January 6th to fight for him because he had fought for them. So they show up. Trump says, peacefully and patriotically, go to the Capitol, make your voices heard. Okay? All of this stuff has been buried. And so everybody who went there with questions about the election were right. They were right. And Trump did not incite an insurrection. He counseled peaceful, patriotic, uh, First Amendment right to assemble and protest. Have your grievances redressed by your government. That is a constitutional right. So the the group went down to the Capitol, and yes, of course, there were a handful of people who engaged in violent chaos, breaking windows at the Capitol, etc. But that was a very small minority of people. And what we now know is that the feds were so deep in this that they were instigating, and we're going to get into this here in a second, but they were instigating this and dragging it along. And the, the whole thing was just so incredibly corrupt, again, fundamentally evil. So nobody is excusing the violent behavior that took place, again, by uh, the very, very small group, the vast majority of people who showed up that day and were being waved into the Capitol by the Capitol Police, by D.C. Metro Police. We haven't heard a lot about that. Um, They were actually waved into the Capitol. So we have just gotten the tip of the iceberg of this story. The system controlled the images that you saw so that they could establish the big lie. You know how the left just has total control over the language and the narrative and the media to amplify it. So they have been talking for the last couple of years about the big lie. Donald Trump says the election was stolen. Well, die. Yes, but they turned that phrase around. They weaponized the phrase, the big lie, to stick it on Trump and his claims about the stolen election. The actual big lie is twofold. That the 2020 election was clean and that Joe Biden won fairly. He did not. The second part of the big lie is that January 6th was some sort of insurrection. It was not. Both the election result and the January 6th narrative were the actual big lie. The deep state and their wingmen in the propaganda press mobilized immediately to do a couple of things. One, steal the election to stop President Trump. Look, they threw the kitchen sink at the guy. Even that year, they unleashed a novel coronavirus around the world, shut down the global economy, shut down the booming Trump economy, had BLM and Antifa burning down the country. They did everything that year to stop Trump. When nothing else worked, they had to rig the election and then set up January 6th. So the system stole the election to stop President Trump and two, set up the January 6th protesters as insurrectionists. And then frame it all as the big lie. Donald Trump was framed, and so were the J6 protesters. Everything you have been fed about 2020 has been a lie. 
lies manufactured and spread by your government, the government you work hard to pay for. How do you like that? That makes us suckers, doesn't it? And by your government, I don't just mean the deep state or the Biden White House or administration. I also mean the two people most responsible for the chaos of January 6th, then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. They were responsible, primarily Pelosi, but McConnell too. They were responsible for Capitol Hill security, primarily Pelosi, but McConnell also. Additional security, police backup, the National Guard were requested multiple times, including after the chaos broke out by multiple people in multiple institutions, including by President Trump and the Trump White House. They asked over and over again for enhanced security for January 6th, prior to. And then while the chaos was going on, they asked for it. We need backup. And Pelosi and McConnell turned it down over and over again. Pelosi and McConnell colluded to make the Capitol a deadly trap for their fellow Americans by criminally weakening security. Why? Why? Did they know that this was going to be a Fed operation to set up Trump supporters, entrap them, frame them for violence in order to establish an insurrection narrative? I think that's pretty clear. Nancy Pelosi was running around the Capitol that day with her daughter's film crew, for goodness sakes, doing a documentary on January 6th. They knew that this was a setup. Hell, they probably helped to coordinate the entire thing. And how about the alleged feds, like that guy Ray Epps, encouraging them to go into the Capitol, waving them in, instigating them, whipping them up. They were likely all in on it. Ray Epps, the night before, we need to go into the Capitol, he said over and over again. On January 6th, same thing. He's caught on tape. Congressional Democrats treated him as a hero, even though he did all of that and texted his nephew, quote, I also orchestrated it. Ray Epps never indicted, protected by the system. That's Ray Epps. It was a very small minority of people who acted violently, breaking the windows and stuff, a handful of people, that's it. The rest were peacefully milling around. As Tucker Carlson pointed out, they were like tourists, not domestic terrorists. Listen. To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Exactly. I mean, if all these people were giant threats, you would have thought that the Capitol Police and other law enforcement there, that they would have arrested these people on the spot, but they didn't. They were escorting them through the Capitol like on a sightseeing tour. The feds were all over this, encouraging people to riot and go into the Capitol because that was the actual conspiracy. All right, let's hit a quick break here. When we come back, I have so much more on the 30,000-foot meaning of all of this. You don't want to miss a second. And when we come back in a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by the great Carrie Lake. That is going to be a blockbuster conversation. So sit tight. 
Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. So in order to keep their actual conspiracy under wraps, the system established the January 6th committee. That committee was tasked not with finding the truth by conducting an honest, thorough investigation, but instead its task was to cover up that conspiracy to artificially redirect the blame to Trump supporters and, of course, to President Trump. The January 6th committee was the cover-up. Every member of that committee knew the truth, blew it off, and lied about it all. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Adam Schiff, and the rest of the J6 committee are criminal frauds who abused their power, lied to the country, and destroyed the lives of countless people, their fellow Americans. And they did it all without compunction, which also makes them sociopaths. Prosecute them all and throw away the key. The Democrats on the committee, well, of course they lied. And the disgusting rhinos like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger lied. They are liars. I used to think that the Bushes and the Cheneys were decent people. What a joke. What an absolute joke. They're all system liars, all of them. And of course, none of this would be possible without the protection of the propaganda press. The press is a propaganda unit for the Democrats, the left, and the system. Remember when the the media was all like, oh, we're standing up for the little guy. We're taking on the system. We're taking on the man. Yeah, well, that's no more and hasn't been for a very long time. All the propaganda press now does is take the lies from the system, launder them through establishment media organs, 
the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC, CNN, and then amplifying those lies. They take the lies from the system. This is a really important point, guys. They take the lies from the system. They launder them through the establishment press organs like the New York Times and CNN, and then they amplify them. That's how this works. This is the very definition of propaganda. They aren't journalists. They're regime tools. All of this was done to do a couple of things. Stop Trump from winning re-election and from ever running again, which is why they're, they're constantly using the word insurrection because there is a provision in the Constitution that says anybody convicted of insurrection cannot seek high office. And secondly, to stop the America First movement. That's what all of this is about. So all of these lies coming from the January 6th committee, they lied about how Officer Brian Sicknick died. He was perfectly fine on these videos after they said he died. Oh, he was killed by the mob. No, he was walking around the Capitol perfectly healthy. He passed away later, I guess the next day from a heart attack or something. But it had nothing whatsoever to do with January 6th. The committee lied about Congressman Barry Loudermilk taking rioters on a reconnaissance mission. Remember, oh, he's escorting them through so that they can find the the alleyways to do God knows what. No, the congressman was taking constituents on a sightseeing tour. That's clear from the videos. The January 6th committee lied about Senator Josh Hawley running away. Remember, they they created this fake coward narrative, like, lo, look at little coward Josh Hawley running away. Here's Tucker exposing what actually happened. When the committee wasn't accusing Republican office holders of planning riots on January 6th, it was accusing them of running away from those riots like cowards. In the case of Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, the committee and their allies accused him of both. Josh Hawley is a To prove that Josh Hawley was a coward, the committee released a video of him loping out of the building on the afternoon of January 6th with a police escort. The tape became a staple on social media. Democrats laughed with derision. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled after those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. (laughs) But in fact, the surveillance footage we reviewed shows that famous clip was a sham, edited deceptively by the January 6th committee. The clip was propaganda, not evidence. The actual videotape shows that Hawley was one of many lawmakers being ushered out of the building by Capitol Hill police officers. And in fact, Hawley was at the back of the pack. The coward tape was a lie, one of many from the January 6th committee. And of course, the committee lied about Ray Epps being a credible witness, where Adam Kinzinger was basically posing as his defense attorney, okay? There's all kinds of evidence that Ray Epps is likely a Fed who helped to instigate the violence the night before, riling the crowd, the day of, riling the crowd, admitting to his nephew that he orchestrated it, And he lied about when he left the Capitol. He's caught on tape, still milling around, agitating the crowd long past uh, when he said he went back to his hotel room. The committee knew all of this, and they didn't care. They lied to keep the narrative of insurrection going. They destroyed the lives of their fellow Americans to suit their political purposes. 
Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Adam Schiff, Benny Thompson, all of them. They are disgusting, evil people who abuse their power and their fellow Americans, and they just don't care. That's how sick they are. They all claim to care about democracy and America, but what they have done here is tear apart America and undermine democracy. Again, it's all an inversion. Every time you hear uh, members of the system accuse our side of something, that's exactly what they are doing. It's all an inversion. And that, of course, my friends, is the point. Well, Chuck Schumer and the left, the media, the system, they are all panicked because their narrative is being blown to shreds. Here is Chuck Schumer on the Senate floor calling on Fox and Rupert Murdoch to stop Tucker from releasing more tapes. Listen. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. And he's going to come back tonight with another segment. Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment. Well, it's one thing for the Democrats to uh, go bananas on this because all of their lies are being exposed and everything is being torn to shreds on their January 6th fake narrative here. And you sort of understand because they are pathological liars. But what you have more trouble understanding is Mitch McConnell. Oh, isn't he supposed to be on our side? Forget it. Forget it. Mitch McConnell is part of the system gathering a lot of Chinese money every year, totally compromised, just like Joe Biden. You can't count on him to fight for anything. He is not your friend, and he is not on your side. Here he is yesterday blasting Tucker and calling the release of the January 6th tapes a mistake. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at Capitol thinks. Well, that right there, guys, is uniparty debasement. It's a uniparty jamboree in Washington, D.C. The only one who came in to smash it, expose it, and destroy it was Donald Trump. And that's why they set their sights on him from day one. Russia hoax, two fake impeachments, the rigged election, January 6th, the classified documents raid at Mar-a-Lago. It goes on forever. They continue to try to destroy him because they must. The system has to protect itself. And the system contains not just the deep state, the left, the press, but also the uniparty folks on our side who are frankly even more disgusting than the left. At least the left tells you who they are and what they're about. Our side, Mitch McConnell telling you, oh, I'm for limited government, tax cuts, fiscal responsibility, strong military. And yet every chance he gets, he is destroying the American people and helping the Democrats take this country apart. He is disgusting. When we come back, we're going to talk to a real fighter. Carrie Lake is going to join us. First, so everybody, I want to talk to you about your hair, especially women and their hair. Ladies, we all want to look and feel our best. Guys, too. 
And our hair is such an important part of that, right? But did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? If you're among them, please know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver real results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is a simple addition to your daily routine. Just four pills a day, and you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, and faster growing hair in just three to six months. I take it every day, and I love it. As Nutrafol's powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin and nails. And when you subscribe, you'll receive automatic monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. You can get thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MONICA to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off now at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol.com, promo code MONICA. All right, we're coming right back with the great Carrie Lake. I am absolutely delighted to welcome back a fierce warrior for America, America first, and human freedom. She's a complete badass who has never backed down from fighting for her state and her country. She's a leading voice and a freedom fighter for all of us. Carrie Lake won the governor's race in Arizona last November, but the election was rigged against her. And yet she still fights. She will never back down. And we should all be grateful for that. Carrie Lake joins us once again. And Carrie, I I have to say, I'm so thrilled to have you back. Oh, it's so good to be here with you again, Monica. And it was great to see you um, in the last few days when we were all together back east um, at CPAC. Yes, I know. we ran into each other in the speaker green room and literally almost ran into each other. And you, first of all, you look incredible and you gave not one but two epic speeches at CPAC. I mean, you just brought the house down. Yeah, well, what and what a great opportunity to think uh, that just a couple of years ago, you know, I went to my first CPAC at, as just kind of um, a, somebody who was taking part in it, you know, sitting out there listening to people speak, and then to find myself on the stage at the Reagan dinner event, wonderful opportunity that was, and then again on Saturday, a couple of hours before President Trump spoke, so... Uh, you know, God is so good. I can't even I can't even understand how it's all happened, but it's happened, and um, it was wonderful. I, I, the Reagan dinner, I really concentrated on what we're truly up against, and I know that your listeners already understand it, but it's really not even so much Democrat versus Republican. It is it's Americanism versus globalism, and I reminded everybody that this is not a new fight. This is the same fight that our founding fathers were up against. I mean, talk about globalists. The British monarchy um, was the biggest, the original globalist, right? Or one of them. And they were up against a fight against the most powerful globalists, um, one of the most powerful globalists ever in our history of, of humankind. 
So we have that same type of fight before us. And I, I kind of focused on that and, and hoping people can tap into that DNA of our founding fathers as we work to win this battle. Yes, I was in the audience for your Reagan dinner speech, Carrie, and I loved your point about the original globalist, King George. Um, it just, you sort of brought it all full circle. And of course, that audience absolutely loves you. So you were amazing at CPAC. Congratulations. And I should say that the CPAC straw poll was also amazing. President Trump, whom you've endorsed, of course, blew away the competition, coming in first for the choice for president. And you came in first as the choice for vice president. And I've noticed over the last day or so, Carrie, that it's been reported that you are on Trump's shortlist for vice president. So the question is, are you ready and willing to serve should you get that call? Well, I, I think the story is really a distraction. I mean, I, first of all, I didn't even realize they did a straw poll for vice president. So when somebody told me I won that, I mean, I, I just I was laughing. I thought it was I was flattered. But um, I I really feel that this is the media's way. They're, they're pushing this story so hard because they don't want to talk about some of the really big stories that are important that we need to get out. You know, it's funny how the fake news will jump on a story like this. And they went with this all day yesterday. And then they don't have to talk about things like our election integrity case. They don't have to talk about some of the great policy that President Trump is putting forward. The policy that man is dropping right now is is immense. It's incredible. And they also don't have to talk about what Tucker Carlson has been revealing in the January 6th tapes, which is that it's really been um, a, a bogus story. These people were allowed in, led in, and... For the most part, they were not trying. This was not an insurrection. And so um, I feel that that's just a distraction story. My goal is to become the governor of Arizona. We won. We won in a landslide. Unfortunately, I have to fight this in the judicial. And so my my goal 100 percent is to sit in the governor's office and turn things around here in Arizona while at the same time doing anything I can to help President Trump win another election because he and I are in the same seat. We both won in the same position. We both won. And now we're kind of having to claw back and prove that victory. Let's talk about that for people who do not live in Arizona, um, because you have kept up this fight. You know, a lot of our, well, all of our Republican candidates, whenever there's real evidence of fraud and shenanigans and disruptions to the election, our candidates will just accept the fraudulent result and walk away and go back to their old life or think about the next race. You refuse to do that. You are continuing to fight in the courts, and I'd love for you to give us an update on where we are on that. But before you do, can you remind the audience of exactly what happened in Maricopa County and why it was a microcosm of what we saw nationally with a fraudulent election back in 2020? Yeah, it really was similar to 2020, except if you can imagine this, it was worse. In 2020, it was stolen in the middle of the night. And this one, they tried to do the same thing, but they our movement is so massive in Arizona. I don't think the people around the country realize it, but everyone voted for our movement. Everyone voted for it. There's very few people who voted uh, that I've even encountered. Even Democrats say, we voted for you. We don't know anybody who voted for her. You know, 60% of the election day voting centers were not functioning. 
60% of election voting centers were not functioning. They knew that our voters were showing up on election day and they sabotaged it. They also pumped in 300,000 invalid ballots uh, with no chain of custody. So they tried to plan it. They thought if we throw in 300,000, that'll be enough to offset what her what she's doing, who she's bringing out, the record numbers. But they couldn't throw in any more phony ballots because they're just it, there's not enough voters to attach them to. And so they decided to sabotage Election Day. And on Election Day, when people showed up to vote starting at 6 a.m., they intentionally printed the wrong image on the ballot on Election Day only. Here in Arizona, when you vote, they print the ballots on site. And so they intentionally printed they, they set up the printers, the uh, ballot printers at each location to intentionally print a, a smaller image of the ballot. So then when people took that ballot and fed it into the tabulator, it jammed. A quarter of a million ballots were rejected from the tabulator on Election Day. That tells you how many people were affected by this. And uh, the lines were two and three and four and longer hours People couldn't find parking spots, so they just drove away and said, I can't vote. There's nowhere to park. There's, I, I can't stand in a four-hour line. Thousands of people just walked away from line and never got a chance to vote. And um, you know, it was so bad that we found out early on it was happening in all of the big Republican areas that I ended up telling my team, find me the most liberal part of town so I can vote. I will drive to the most liberal part of town, and that's what we did. We voted in the most liberal part of town. And it was in and out, no problems at all. But at the Republican areas, the lines were four hours long. Um, people would get there to vote and the, the ballot would be spit out, unreadable. It was unbelievable what they did. They did not test the machines. They broke every law that you can imagine. And that's why we're fighting this. It's unbelievable because obviously I follow you on on uh, Twitter and Instagram and your social media platforms, and I was following you that day and your team's tweets and social media posts. So you knew what was going on and what was going down that day. You must have been pulling your hair out. I was completely pulling my hair out. Um, I r- realized shortly after waking up, I uh, I had a wake up call for President Trump that day. And as soon as I hung up that call, I, I looked and I had a ton of text messages pouring in. And I said, well, this is a little more than normal, but it is election day after all. Maybe people are just saying good luck. And it unfortunately, it was something far worse. It was um, it was people sending me video going, oh, my gosh, are you seeing this? Oh, look at this line at my polling place. I can't believe what's going on. The machines aren't working. Everything's broken down. It was it was poll workers and it wasn't the poll workers fault. They were going, we don't know what's going on. Everything was working fine yesterday and at early voting, but not today. <clears throat> and so we found out through our investigation that they intentionally set these ballot printers to intentionally print the wrong image on Election Day. And guess what, Monica? That still wasn't enough. They did that. It still wasn't enough. They had to actually um, then put in 30,000 additional ballots two days after election days. After election day, they inserted additional ballots because they still didn't have enough to beat us. And the whole system is completely rigged. We found out through our um, our um, whistleblowers, pardon me, our whistleblowers who work in the signature verification process that they weren't even they weren't even checking signatures 
anything went through on these mail-in ballots. And they're, they're, they're balking at that, saying, oh, no, we did check signatures, but it would have had to have been done in eight seconds. Each, would, each envelope would have had to be done in eight seconds. It's humanly impossible to do that process in eight seconds. And we, we know from the people who are whistleblowers that the, the craziest scribbles were passing as a signature. They were counting um, mail-in ballots that had no signatures on them. Remember, mail-in ballots, the only security feature they have is that affidavit on the front, which is basically when you sign it and say, yes, this is me, I filled this out, and this is me. And they're ignoring that security feature. It's really the only security feature we have for mail-in ballots, and they don't care about it. Right. Of course not. And, you know, here's the thing that the left is and the system is so good at rigging elections. They've been doing it for decades. So now it's an art and a science for them. And they've certainly brought it into the 21st century. But they have something that our side really lacks, Carrie, which is imagination. They are constantly thinking about new and creative ways to steal elections. And our side doesn't think that way because we're law and order and we play by the rules. Their side, they're under no compunction about following the rules. So they're always dreaming up creative ways to rig elections. And our side is just, we're always fighting the last war. Right. Like even with mail in ballots and early voting and ballot harvesting and ballot curing and all the things that the the party now says, oh, now we're focused on after two, you know, lost elections, 22 and, and 20. Now, all of a sudden, okay, we're focused on this. But the other side is now so far past all of that, thinking about ways to rig the next election that we have, we can't even dream up. So where is the imagination and the innovation on our side to make sure that, number one, we're countering everything that the left can possibly come up with to rig these elections, but also advancing where we are in making sure that we get all of our voters voting either before election day or on election day? Well, you know, I'm a, a big believer of election day voting, paper ballots, hand counting, all of that. I, I think we have to get back to that. Obviously, how do we get back to that if we can't win and make that happen? So it's kind of we're in a conundrum here. Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm fighting it the way I can fight it through a legal challenge. And we have the greatest um, legal case that that the country's ever seen. We're putting it forth and we're moving through the courts. I mean, and that might not work. We don't know. We know our judicial system is corrupt as well. And so I I just believe we have to work really hard with our legislature, with public pressure, waking the public up that this is even happening. It's been happening forever. We're not free people if we are not able to choose our representation, who represents us. And we only saw how corrupt our elections were when we had populist candidates. I mean, look at Bolsonaro. You see what's happening in Brazil. The people are not buying that election. It was a stolen election, a rigged election. We see it with Trump. You see it with my campaign because nobody's buying that this woman who can't even communicate, who didn't even campaign, won this election. Right. And so it's waking people up to the fact that our elections are rigged. They've been rigged for a long time and we must reform them. We must talk about this. We can't allow the the press and social media to shame us and call us names and keep us from talking about the most important issue. I mean, will we have to get into a game of who can cheat the the in the biggest way, who can harvest more ballots 
that's going to be a really tough game to win. And so I think we need to focus on putting pressure on lawmakers, putting pressure on our elected officials to do something about it now. And that means follow law, change the law, don't have election month, have election day, don't have mail-in voting, have voting on election day. And um, so I'm doing what I can do, which is fighting fighting it where I believe we have to fight it in order to win. Yes, and good for you for standing up in the courts and continuing to press your case. I saw it reported the other day, Carrie, that uh, the Arizona Supreme Court has agreed to take your case on an expedited basis. That's fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, well, we, we hope they're going to take it. I mean, it's, we, we filed the... the um, we filed our suit with the with the Arizona Supreme Court. They agreed it needs to be expedited. And now the, the prayer is that they take it up and they, they actually do look at it. And we have our, our day in court with them, I should, you know, to say. Um, so we're praying for that, that, that they will take this up and look at the case and, and weigh in on it. It's so important. They really need to do that. And if they don't do it, you know, what they're basically saying is that this lower court has approved really election fraud to continue happening they basically given their rubber stamp seal approval to the most corrupt election in the country that we've ever seen and they're telling election officials in counties and cities you don't have to follow the laws as they're written you don't have to follow um signature verification you don't have to follow chain of custody that the laws are optional and we can't have that ruling stand. We can't have our election officials around our state, whether they be at the county or city or town level, just saying, well, it's a guideline that we kind of follow, but we don't really have to follow it. And there's precedent for it. Just look at the Carrie Lake case. We can't have that. That is a very, very dangerous precedent. So we hope they take it up, and I feel confident that they will. Well, I hope so, and we're all pulling for that. Is there, uh, Carrie, is there precedent for a court overturning an election once it's been certified and the new person has been sworn in? Yes, there is, actually. There is a court, uh, precedent here in Arizona in a governor's race where they uh, the, the cheater um, got into office and, and was there for a full year until this went through the, the court system and then the cheater was pulled out and the rightful duly elected governor was installed and put into office. It happened here in Arizona. And so it has happened before and I believe it will happen again. Okay, Carrie, I'm going to ask you to please stand by. There's so much more I want to get to with you on the other side of the break. Okay. First though, what's the secret to great skincare? It's GenuCell. GenuCell's most popular package has everything for all of your skincare needs. Wrinkles, dark spots, skin redness, sagging jawline, dark circles, and even annoying bags and puffiness under your eyes. And with its immediate effects, see results in 12 hours or less guaranteed or your money back. So stop waiting. Try GenuCell's most popular package for 70% off at GenuCell.com. And for a limited time, their new probiotic extract moisturizer is included for visibly clear and younger looking skin free. So go to GenuCell.com slash Monica. That's GenuCell.com slash Monica. And for a limited time, any subscription order includes a free beauty box and free concierge shipping. 
genucel.com slash Monica. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, genucel.com slash Monica. We're coming right back. We're back with the great Carrie Lake. Are you getting any support from the National Republican Party, like the RNC, national figures? I know President Trump is obviously supporting you and what you're doing, but do you have any kind of institutional backing? The state, Arizona, a Republican Party at the national level, anybody out there swinging for you or, or are you essentially by yourself? Um, I, I think people are are kind of watching, going, what's going to happen with this case and maybe afraid to stand out. I will say that the RNC did help. They they paid um, one of my uh, legal bills that we had, so I appreciate that. Um, and, and I'm trying to make amends and work closer with the RNC because I do believe we have to have a strong RNC. We have to have a strong apparatus behind our party in all of these states in order to win. And so even though I was rooting for a change in leadership, um, I'm, I'm pleased that Rana has reached out. She's interested in um, hearing more and doing more about election integrity. I think she's realizing this is an important issue. And I, I appreciate that she, even though she won in a landslide, that she did reach out across the aisle, I guess you could say, to the America First side and say, we want to work with everybody who's a Republican. So... Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that they're, you know, calling me every week and saying, what can we do to help? How can we, you know, help you win? But they have offered some help and that is appreciated. Good. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that, actually. And I do know that as governor, you would have cleaned up Arizona's elections and you will do that as Arizona's governor or as vice president, Carrie Lake. Um, <laughs> final question for you um, before we let you go. And it's kind of a it's a big question about where we are in America. We've talked about election integrity. We talked about what has happened to you um, over the course of the last several months since the election. Without free and fair elections, we have no country. And if Americans don't have confidence in our elections, we are nowhere. But it also points to a broader breakdown in our institutions, in the respect for institutions, and in the confidence in authority and the overall system. This is a real crisis of confidence in the American system. How do we go about healing that? Oh, boy, that's a that's a tough question. Um I think as people wake up and and what, when, when we push what we expect in our leaders, which is somebody who's going to truly represent us, not just try to be uh, power hungry, get into office, wield power, um, pad their, their line their pockets, which is what we've had for a long time. And that's why I think there is a resistance to President Trump. He brought forth uh, America First policies that work. It, it's not brain surgery. It's just common sense. And he came into office and even though he was taking incoming nonstop, he just started to implement those amazing America first policies. They wanted to just destroy him and bring him down. And and everybody had to admit that his policies were good. We saw prosperity and that's what we want. And then they're now they're trying to, to drag him down and, and destroy him again. They're saying, oh, we, we, we liked the policy, but we didn't like the messenger. He was a little rough around the edges and his tweets were insensitive and blah, blah, blah. And so then I come around and I have great America first policies that we've we've turned statewide for Arizona first policies. And they try to destroy me, too. 
And I think, wow, well, I guess I'm maybe I'm a little smoother. I'm I'm not rough around the edges. I'm not, um, you know, boisterous. I, I speak well on all of these issues. So maybe it really isn't they don't just like Trump. They don't like Lake. They don't like America first. Yes. Politicians we have in office and those pushing against us are are America last. They may not uh, admit that, but they're really not for America. So I think we need to continue pushing this populist movement. It's spreading across the country. You know, Trump started it. We had it going here in Arizona. And as the people rise up and say, no, we're not going to take this anymore. I I believe it's going to get harder and harder for these people um, to push their globalist agenda, which is what it's about for them. So I don't have all the answers, as you can tell from that, from the answer I just gave you. I don't have all the answers, Monica, but I know we got to keep fighting and we have to keep pushing for America first um, candidates and policies, because that's the only way out of the mess we're in. Yes. And nobody really has an answer. I mean, I, I threw you this big question, Carrie, and your answer was right on. Nobody, nobody really has a great comprehensive way of taking on the, the collapse of confidence in, in our institutions and how deeply corrupted all this, because it's been going on for decades. So while the yeah. left has it's been... Waking. We have to wake people up. Absolutely. Yeah, because the left has done this long march through our institutions over decades, while the rest of us were out there building careers, raising families, being normal Americans, contributing to our communities. The left has been taking this on. And only now, I think, are most Americans awake to what has actually happened here over so many years and understand, well, the only way we're going to turn this back is with full commitment. And it is a long-term project because the left has taken it on as a long-term project, and so must we. And that's why we need fierce warriors for freedom like you, Carrie Lake. So thank you so much for stepping up. Well, can I say one more thing? Please. The only way to fix this, I believe, is with President Trump. He has the plan. He's talking about it right now, how he's going to go in and turn this complete nightmare around. And that's why I am, I will do anything in my power to get that man elected I love him as a friend and as a human being, but I really want him in the White House. I know he can turn this nightmare around. I want him in there for my children's future and my grandchildren's future. And I fear we won't have that future living in a free country without President Trump in the White House starting to, uh, you know, just fix these problems. I know he can do it. He's the ultimate disruptor. And that is exactly what this country needs. It, we had it in uh, 2016. We had it for four years as president, an America first disruptor, exposing and destroying the entire corrupt globalist ruling class in this country, Republican and Democrat. This is why he is an existential threat to the system. This is why you are an existential threat to the system. And that's why you are the target, which means you got to keep fighting, Carrie. So we are behind you 100%. I am so honored to call you a friend, and I am always here to support you, and I know the audience is, and so many millions of Americans are too. Thank you so much for having me on, Monica. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. The great Carrie Lake. Check her out at CarrieLake.com and on Twitter at Carrie Lake. True Social, too, at Carrie Lake. 
Wow, what a show. Today's show was pure fire. Thank you so much for joining me as always. And thanks for checking out all of our great sponsors. We will be back on Friday with a huge show, I promise you. I can't really tease it yet because it's not fully confirmed, but I promise you it's going to be an incredible show. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you right back here on Friday. Friday.